Social Zoom Factor, episode 121. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. When it comes to your business, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Meet Ruby, your highly trained team of virtual receptionists, creating meaningful connections with each call, ensuring your callers feel special while making you look good. Learn more at callruby.com. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to SocialZoomFactor.com slash HostGator. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Today, we are talking about influencer marketing, and we have a ton to talk about, so we are going to dig right in. Now, if you have not listened to some of the prior episodes that I did on influencer marketing, I highly encourage you to check them out and maybe even take a listen to them prior to listening to this episode today, because they are really going to to help you if you are brand new to influencer marketing. And those episodes are primarily episode 96, 97, and 98. And what I do is basically put influence marketing in a nutshell for you so you can understand what it is. Because today, I'm not going to define influence marketing. I'm going to assume, and I don't like assuming, but I'm going to assume that you at least have the basis for what influencer marketing is, and as well as co-created content and what is really social influence. So those episodes will help you understand that. I think a couple of them are only like 15 minutes long, so they really should be able to help you rather quickly. Now, if you have not heard about influence marketing, you have probably been either on a long vacation somewhere awesome with no Wi-Fi, or you have been hiding under a rock because influence marketing is helping brands big and small. I mean, from small startup organizations all the way up to huge enterprise organizations, it is helping them ignite their communities, tap into audiences they normally would not even be able to reach, even with traditional media. It's helping them increase brand awareness and really help them foster relationships with some of the right people when done right. Okay. And as with anything in marketing, business or life, there are always people that are doing it really good. And there are people who are burning more bridges than the ones that they are trying to build. So many 
are doing this without really knowing that they are damaging relationships. And the focus of today's podcast is I want to help those of you who, one, have never tried an influencer marketing campaign, and you may not even really know what it is and or what it's all about. Number two, for those of you who are currently executing campaigns, that you may not be seeing the results that you want. So we're talking about things that you should not be doing. So what are the 10 top mistakes that brands are making in working with influencers and building, launching, and executing influence marketing programs? That is what we are talking about today. So my goal is to save you some heartache, save you wasted time, and help you save your reputation along the way as you build and you launch and you execute your influencer marketing program. Because as I always say, taking advantage of an influencer, you are going to risk your reputation. Help make somebody influential. You have the opportunity to earn and make a new friend for life. So I'm sharing with you tips in this podcast today that comes from my personal experience, our agency's experience in working with brands of all sizes, from entrepreneurs all the way up to corporate Fortune 50 brands, and helping them execute influencer marketing programs, as well as from being an influencer myself. Okay, so not only are we executing programs, programs on behalf of our clients via our agency, The Marketing Nuts with the Z. You can find us at themarketingnuts.com. But I am also an influencer that people, there is not a day that goes by that I don't wake up with an inbox stuffed full on every social platform filled with spam. People asking me to resell, to tweet, to download an app, to share content from, you know, what's the next best social product, you name it, beauty products since sliced bread. Okay. So I am sharing with you what works not only for my clients, but also what works for me as an influencer and even how I am working with a lot of brands on influencer marketing, because I truly believe in influencer marketing and I love working with brands of all sizes and helping them activate their audience and helping them build campaigns. And, you know, even when I am working with them as an influencer, I love going to some of the events and, and helping them do specific things that are going to activate that audience and get, get, their internal employees excited, whatever their goals and objectives may be. But there is a a way to do this. It's both art and science. And so let's just, let's dig right in and let's, let's talk about the top 10 mistakes that I'm seeing brands making when it comes to influence marketing. Number one is they are confusing spam with influence marketing. Okay, this is pretty easy. Sending blanket, repeating tweets to the top influencers that you have identified in your niche or industry a week before launch, a day before launch, anytime is not influencer marketing. Okay, if you are sending the same tweets to the same people or even different tweets and you're sending it to a list of influencers trying to get them to download your app, that is not influencer marketing. That is spam, my friends. And I get this every single day. And I usually point them to a podcast that I will put in the show notes page for this episode at socialzoomfactor.com slash 121. So every podcast that I mentioned earlier and that will be applicable and I think will help you with this topic, I will make sure to put on that show notes page. But I did do a podcast a while back around launch strategies. And so if you are launching a new product, 
product, a new business, um, anything within your existing business or you're a startup, I highly encourage you to check out that podcast. But spamming is very different, obviously, than influencer marketing. And just because you have identified influencers and you want to work with them and you have the ability to reach out to them via social media, whether that be LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or the blog, who knows what it may be, that's not influence marketing. Influence marketing is when you're putting together a program and you're actually focused on, you know, specific goals and objectives. You have it integrated with your business. You have you know what's in it for the influencer and you have a program wrapped around how you're going to do that the right way. Okay. Number 2 is you are selecting the wrong influencers. So, many brands take the easy route and they select influencers based on a clout or other influence score. Smart marketers know that while numbers such as influence scores can be very helpful for narrowing down influencers, the truth is that influence scores can be almost 100% gamed. So you want influencers who have already invested in a community for the right reasons. You don't want influencers who are just out there playing their clout score. As an example, I, I know that I could have a much higher clout score because I have played around with it based on certain activities that I do online. If I were to go hang out on social all day or automate every single thing that I do, send 500 tweets a day, have most of them be thanking people for retweeting and sharing my content. Any influencer, in my opinion, that is sending 500 tweets a day and has an 80 plus influence score and you look at their tweets and it's all thank yous, they're gaming the system, okay? And you can go validate uh, and see the number of tweets people are sending and what their growth is looking like, how many followers they're getting at twittercounter.com. It's a, a great tool that many people don't know about. But you want influencers that have invested in a community. Influencers that have a number one goal of providing value to the people in their community, not just in increasing their influence score or even just selling product. And their audience needs to trust them for them to be able to activate their audience and to inspire the community to take an action. And that's really important when they're working with brands. You need to have that trust because their audience may be listening to them all day. Okay, They may be blah, 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 whether they're doing you know Twitter chats or they're doing tweeting or they're doing live streaming on video or, or Google Hangouts. But is that audience actually going to take an action that that person asked them to take, that that influencer asked them to take? And also, is their community filled with your ideal customer or or can it also help you maybe reach your ideal customer? Because it could be that their community is also made up of other leaders in your industry who are talking to, inspiring, and serving your ideal customer segment. So their entire community doesn't need to be 100% made up of your ideal customer. It just needs to be able to help you move, move that dial right to the right direction and be able to get the ear and the mind and the heart of your ideal customer segment. And this, when you get that, that could be a win-win across the board when that happens. Number three is not doing your research and not knowing the influencers you're actually reaching out to. And this is the, the thing I just don't understand. And if you have identified a list of influencers, you're taking the time to reach out to them 
they're public. <laughs> you know, everything about me, you can almost find out on my Twitter profile, what I'm tweeting about. Check out my Instagram account. You can see every place I've traveled in the past year. You can see what I'm doing with my kids. You can go to my Facebook page. You can see where I'm doing keynote speaking. Whatever you want to know about me professionally and a lot of things personally, it's out there. So reaching out to influencers blindly to me is just lazy marketing. There's no excuse. You need to know more than their influence score. Who are they? What inspires them? Who do they follow online? Uh, What are their goals and objectives? What are they trying to do with their business and their life? What does their platform look like? What mediums do they specialize in? Are they, you know, big on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on blogging, on video? How can you best work with them? Uh, What keeps them up at night and how can you help them? You need to know what is in it for them, which is number four, not knowing what is in it for the influencers. And if they already have a platform and visibility, chances are high that they actually might have more impactful and broader reach than you do out on the social web. So trying to sell them on the fact that they are going to get increased reach with your brand could be a laughing joke to them. And I I just recently, I mean, was contacted by, it was an online radio show wanting me to launch my platform on their platform. And, you know, they sent me an email. They told me that they researched me for 90 minutes to find out about me. And, but yet they sent me this proposal that was truly a joke. I went and looked at their website. They have zero traffic going to it. And we have tools that we can use. I can tell whether how much traffic is going to a website or not. I know whether my website and my platforms are getting more traffic than the platform that you're telling me is going to increase my visibility. But this person reached out to me and sent me a long drawn out email with all these attachments and overselling their platform. They lost me at hello right? They should have just been honest and told me what really was the situation. And they should have found a way to, I, and known how they could actually help me because their platform was not going to be able to give me the reach that they were promising. And for them telling me that they spent 90 minutes on my pages and on my platforms researching me to then send me what was obviously a canned uh, email, a canned proposal, it was really honestly depressing to see that. I'm like, is this really where this influence marketing thing is going? Is this how bad it's getting? Because my friends in marketing, we can do a lot better than that. Okay. There's no reason you can't know your, your influencer you want to work with. No reason we can't know our customers. Like I preach all the time, the data is out there. You just need to roll up your sleeves and do the work. So instead we can be focusing on how we can help connect them to people that they want to connect with? How can we help build that influencer? How can we help build their platform? And just like any marketing you would do with any target customer that you have, how can you help the influencer achieve their goals? And since all influencers are different, we all have different goals and objectives, it's going to vary. 
So some influencers may be new on the scene. And so visibility may be interesting to them. They may be more interested in spending five days at your event at no charge and having you send a few tweets for them. Okay. But most influencers who have a platform, they may be more interested in things like co-created content and partnership in ways that can increase thought leadership for them, establish trust, um, helping them connect with other leaders in their niche or industry or people that they would like to know better. Maybe they are looking for keynote speaking or training opportunities or ways that they can get better aligned with their target audience. And particularly when your target audiences overlap. So if they're servicing already and have a community around your ideal customer, there could be, you know, some holy grail moments where you can figure out how you can really do some things together. So know what is in it for the influencer and how can you partner with them versus just tapping into their influence score. Number five would be bringing an influencer to an event and then leaving them hanging by themselves or or having an event that is just highly unorganized where the influencer doesn't know where they need to go. Make your influencers feel loved and welcome. Now, you don't need to bombard them and have them, you know, have to be somewhere every minute of every day if they're attending one of your uh, branded events. Respect the fact that they probably have a business that they are running as well. But I don't think, you know, most of the brands that I have worked with um, as an influencer I always say, help me help you, right? I'm, I'm investing the time and coming to your event. I'm on. When I, when I do commit to helping a brand, we are there. We are there to help you achieve your goals. And so help me help you. Tell me what are the, the best sessions that I need to attend? What are the best keynote presentations I need to hear? You know, if you have the, the press briefings, I'll go attend those if it makes sense. And let me know what are the priority appointments versus just giving me a three-day list calendar and I can't tell what's the most important to you. Let me know what your goals and objectives are. Let me know why you're doing what you're doing and help me connect with other people. Don't just leave us all hanging and we don't know how to get a hold of each other. You know, if you're bringing multiple influencers to an event, make them feel like part of a community, make them feel connected, Um, help them in getting to know each other with a kickoff dinner or a kickoff cocktail hour, whatever that may be. Okay, I know we're getting deep into some influencer marketing content here, but we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because they are what makes this podcast possible. So take a listen and I'll be right back. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition with one little tweet 
email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Did you know customers form their first impression of a business within seven seconds of initial contact or that 86% of consumers will stop doing business with a company after a bad customer experience? Every brand touch matters and no one understands that better than our new partner, Ruby Receptionist. Tap into the power of a virtual receptionist and rediscover the lost art of human interaction with Ruby. Their team of highly trained virtual receptionists handle all your calls with the perfect mix of friendliness and professionalism at a fraction of the cost of a full-time in-house receptionist. Great businesses are driven by great customer experiences and Ruby makes every call an opportunity to wow your customers. Check them out at callruby.com forward slash social zoom and enter promo code zoom to receive 14 days of free service, free activation and $95 value and 5% off your monthly bill. Okay, number six. This is about putting one person in charge of your influencer marketing program and they become the only person who is fostering relationships with those influencers. And although this may seem okay at the time, and I know that most social and marketing teams are not, uh, especially in a large brand, they're not sitting there with people on the bench with nothing to do, okay? I don't care what size of organization you have. It's highly unlikely you have a team of people who are all available to go run your, your influencer marketing program. You're probably lucky if you have that one person. But what I want you to think about, you need to think about what happens when that person leaves or when that person gets promoted. If only one person is building relationships with influencers, that is really, really going to hurt you when that person changes roles for whatever cause that may be. Also, remember a huge value to an influencer is connection, is networking with other people. So instead of, I've seen a lot of brands where the influencer marketing lead kind of, I don't want to say the word hoards, but they they kind of hoard all the influencers. It's like, okay, these are my people and I'm going to be able to leverage these influencers to achieve my business goals and my programs. We see that from a mile away introduce influencers to other people, help them become connected and make sure that other people within the organization, within the brand are are also fostering relationships with those influencers. Make sure that you're introducing them to key people within your organization, key partners external to your organization, maybe even key clients. 
help them get connected and make sure that there's infrastructure to your program. So when you, that person that is in charge of your influencer marketing program changes roles, that program can still live on. You need to have repeatable processes and you need to have relationships that are deeper than one person. And I've seen some of these things happen where there may be, you know, one person in charge and there may be a Facebook group where they have, you know, 50 top influencers and what happens when that that person that's in charge of that influencer program changes roles? I've seen brands completely disband the Facebook group. And to me, that's just a total fail and a very negative reflection on the brand. And it's also doing a bit of re- reputation damage. And it it makes influencers really not want to invest so much time the next time around because you really kind of just feel like you're being seen as a number. So don't do that. Number seven is putting somebody in charge of your influence marketing who doesn't understand marketing, doesn't understand your business, doesn't understand your customers, or how to make the program successful overall. You can't just throw an intern at this that doesn't know any of these things or throw the newest person on your team to lead your influence marketing program. You want to have somebody with some credibility, somebody with trust, somebody with experience that can reach out to these influencers. You need to have somebody that knows how to craft the right email, that can know how to send the right tweets and and really put some context around those conversations. Number eight is wasting influencers' time. And this is really, really important. You know, so if you're planning events, do you really need to have that phone call with getting everybody on the team. If you were going to have a tweet chat and I'm coming on as a guest for your tweet chat and it takes three phone calls for me to be a guest that I'm doing for free as an influencer on your tweet chat, that's not going to be very enticing to me. So respect their time. And if you do need to have a call, I believe in making conference calls a default of 15 minutes. And if it can't be done in 15 minutes, you really need to be thinking about why, okay? It better be a big program we're working on together. And if it's not 15, then try to make it 30. But if you want them to go to an event, remember the travel time. And if they have a day of travel on both ends, then factor that into the total time spent. And if they are at your event, let's say three days, they're traveling for two days. That is five days out of the office that they are not executing their own business or enjoying their own life. So it's more than time. It's about the cost of what they are not doing in their life and business. It's that opportunity cost because Remember, oftentimes, if you are picking people and influencers, they are oftentimes successful people. They have priorities. They have communities to support. They have clients. And they likely have a successful business to run. So you need to respect that. Number nine is not compensating influencers for their time. And there is a ton of debate on this topic, I know, on if you should compensate influencers. But I want to open your mind to this because many people confuse earned media with paid media and influencer marketing. And they fear that if they want an influencer to blog on their behalf or write about them or tweet about them, that it's not going to be earned media if they pay the influencer for the time. Okay, hello, news flash for you. If you are taking an influencer to an event and you're buying, you're paying for their travel, you're buying their hotel, you're buying them fancy dinners, you're taking them to concerts, you're doing all kinds of fun things, you're still 
buying the media, okay? It's not earned. And earned media is dying or almost gone because we all do not have a, a surplus of time, okay? I will write about brands as earned media when they touch my heart, when they touch my business, um, when they do something really powerful for me. I will send a tweet, I will send a blog post, or, or I'll include them in my podcast. You know, if you follow this podcast, you've likely heard me talk about some of the brands who have helped me. That's truly earned media. But I'm not going to go do earned media and spend five days at an event. And I think there are a ton of uh, brands who are trying to put influencer marketing that really the time should be compensated for influencer marketing. They're trying to put it into this earned media bucket to justify that they don't need to pay for it and to make it feel all warm and cozy. Okay. It's not earned media and you need to accept that as quickly as you can. And if you want to work with influencers who will give you the best time and the best value, you likely need to pay them. Because remember, it has taken them time and resource and money for them to build their platforms. They are doing that for their day jobs. We are the media, right? I have, we have our agency, for example, we have transitioned a huge part of our business to being a media platform with multiple avenues for brands to be able to communicate with multiple communities. And we have a ton more of these things coming. That doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen for free. And the time that we have invested with communities is uh, valuable to the brands that we work with. And so we always look at ways that we can be compensated in the right ways, right? So I don't necessarily always need to be paid for going to an event, but we look at what are other ways we can do? Can you buy some media on our platform? Can we do some other co-created content projects together? And and can you introduce me to some amazing people? You know, so that's why I talked about so many things at the beginning of the podcast that you need to know the influencer. It's different for every influencer. What is going to work for them? It's going to be hard for you to have a blanket approach even with 10 different influencers you want to work with. You're going to have to look at each one of them and see what you can offer them and how you can best help them. And when we help brands with influencer marketing strategies, we help them put the strategies and tactics together for each individual influencer. You know, we help them put together packets that the influencers get when they arrive on site for an event that tells them everywhere that they need to go. You know, they get a little influencer kit. We give all the Twitter handles um, that they're going to need for the show. Make it as easy as you can and respect their time. Give them what they need at their fingertips so that you can help them help you. And I tell you, your influencers will so much appreciate that and they will feel compensated even in ways that is not monetary. They're going to be respected and feel that you value their time and their mind and their community because that is what is the most important. And last but not least, number 10 is not taking the influence program seriously and not integrating it with the rest of your marketing and your business. And this is so very important because influencer marketing is not a band-aid to your broken social media program. It should be integrated to help you achieve your business goals while also helping the influencer. 
And key goal is you want to serve your audience. You want to serve the people you are trying to reach. So as you're working with influencers, as you're putting together your marketing strategy and plan, how can you build an integrated program that is going to just create memorable experiences for your target customer, for everybody that's part of this process? How can you build something bigger together than what you could all do individually? To me, that's what it's all about is bringing everybody together to build something and be part of an experience that is bigger than what you can do individually, than what the influencer can do individually and what your customer could do without any of it. So I know we're hitting that 30 minute mark almost today. And I want to thank you so much for your time. And I know that your time is valuable. And I hope that this information helps you uh, understand some things you should really be avoiding when it comes to influencer marketing. And I encourage you to check out the resources that I mentioned and go to the show notes page at socialzoomfactor.com slash 121. And I will link to all the podcasts that I mentioned, as well as some other resources that I am confident will help you. But best of luck and success to you as you uh, venture into the world of influence marketing. It really is and creates so much opportunity for you to truly just ignite your brand and take it to the next level. But you really need to crawl, walk, run, you know, make sure you're doing these things the right way and that you are um, taking a, a methodical approach in of both art and science to just make sure you're measuring the right things, doing your research and and taking the initiative to truly understand the influencer and how you can best partner with them, not just use them. Because if you help them be influential, you help them achieve their goals, you can end up with a partner and a friend for life. Go out there and make it happen. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.